Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist. Here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. You are in the right spot if you're looking for cutting-edge strategies to attract more high-end listings or buyers, for that matter, in your marketplace. My name is Michael Lafito. Luxury Listing Specialist. You can always listen to previous episodes. You can download them on iTunes or Stitcher, or you can just go to LuxuryListingPodcast.com. I'm really excited about today's guest. Uh, We're always looking to bring in top influencers, people with a lot of industry, agents with a lot of, uh, you know, experience in the industry, or leading influencers, service providers that can bring more value to our listeners. I just got another success story from a a top agent, a Sotheby's agent out of Michigan, who said he's listened to every one of our podcasts, love our guests, loves the content, and before listening to our podcast, had never listed a a luxury listing, and his market in Michigan is a million dollars plus, and thanks to the podcast and what we've shared, he's got two million-dollar-plus listings, and we love hearing those success stories, so if you're getting something out of the podcast, please don't keep us a secret. You can send me an email to michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, or you can tag us uh, on Facebook. You can look me up, Michael Lafito. Again, let's get right into today's guest. Uh, With me, I have Chris Heller, who's the former CEO of Keller Williams International. He's the owner of the Heller Real Estate Group. He's out of the San Diego marketplace. Without further ado, Chris, welcome to today's show. Hey, Michael. I'm excited to be here with you. Hey, I appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy. Um, we've tried to get you on for some time, and, 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 and I really appreciate you blocking out a good half hour to, to bring con- content to uh, the listeners. So you've been in the industry for about 29 years, you shared with me? Yeah, it was uh, soon to be 30 years. Soon to be 30 years. Um, tell, uh, if you wouldn't mind, just give everybody a little background of, of your 29 years in the industry, where you were at, and kind of where you morphed into today, so to speak. Um, I, I, I first came across your name several years ago. Um, you um, and Monica from your group um, helped do some of the trainings for Dave Ramsey, um, and I was re- you know, really impressed. And so I wanted to make sure I got you on the show because you do seem to have your systems down and, and um, really like your professionalism, and I know you guys are doing really well out there. So um, that's how I first heard of your name, Chris. Uh, I appreciate it, Michael. And yeah, we've, uh, for several years, we've developed the content for the, the training and uh, Monica and another uh, guy that worked for me uh, uh, do all the calls for the Dave Ramsey agents, their ELP program. Uh, but like you said, to give you a little bit of background, I started in uh, in 1980, actually December of 1988, and uh, 1989 I was Rookie of the Year in San Diego and by my fourth year, I was selling over 100 homes a year. Uh, as my business grew, I, I brought people on to, to help take care of the business so we could make sure we were offering a, 
a great level of customer service and doing the things we need to do so people would want to use us again and send us referrals uh, and have uh, sold over a, 100 homes a year every year since then and continue to, to grow the business. Uh, I spent 16, the first 16 years with Prudential here in San Diego and then uh, in 2004 uh, switched over to Keller Williams. Okay. So about 13, 14 years with Keller Williams, and you're out of the San Diego market. You run a team. You kind of you're the CEO, and and you overlook you know the buyer specialist, the, you know the the, the listing specialist. Um, talk to me a little bit about your, you know your day to day, where you're at today, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, in uh, in 2010, I uh, took a position at the Keller Williams headquarters in Austin, Texas. And at that point, and I knew I was, that was going to be happening. I had about two years' notice. So I was already operating at a pretty high level. At that point, I was, uh, I was really only doing three things on the team. I was doing listing uh, appointments, lead generation, and uh, some of the negotiation had, had gotten it down to maybe I was doing 20% of it, and my listing manager was, was doing the other 80%. So in those two years in, in preparing to, to step out of my business, I knew I had to replace those three functions. I had to have someone who could handle the negotiations, someone that could handle the listings, and then replace my lead generation. And so that's what we did. And, and since 2010, uh, I've, I'm the owner of the team, and I'm, I'm a consultant and coach for the team, but I'm not involved in the uh, – you know, in the, in the team on a transactional basis any okay. longer and haven't, haven't been for a long time. I have a, uh, a managing partner who is responsible and accountable for the team, and uh, they're going to, you know, their goal in 2018 is to sell 220 homes, and, uh, and I, I'm, I'm very confident they will do that. That's awesome, 220 homes. And, you know, by the time this podcast gets released, we, we are going to be either in 2018 or just going into it. So, you know, New Year, New Year's resolution, as many agents, unfortunately, you know, and many Americans have New Year's resolutions that go by the wayside. So goal setting, you mentioned 220, um, you know, goals are really important, writing them down. You know, we might circle back to that topic. That could be a topic in itself, Chris. But so 220 homes is is, is the goal for the team. And um, you know, t- talk to me about the team. How large is the team? What comprises it? Newer agents, veteran agents. Um, t- talk to me a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, we we primarily have always hired uh, newer agents, uh, with the exception of the again the managing partner who uh, is a veteran of the industry. But all the, everyone else on the team were, were hired either brand new or very new. And, and the reason for that is we look for certain characteristics and traits, and, and those aren't impacted by the length of experience someone has. You know, those, those have more to do with, with desire, the willingness to do what it takes, a great attitude, a, a team player. Um, with new people, we, can, we, can, we know how to do the business. We know how to train them. We know how to coach them. Uh, what you can't coach and train is, is attitude and, and desire. So we make sure we have the right attitude, the right desire, and then we, we train them. The makeup of the team is, is uh, we have a listing specialist, the person that goes out on the listing appointments. 
We have a listing manager who handles the files when they come back. Uh, when a signed listing comes back, there's also a marketing coordinator that works with the listing manager and together they handle everything that that needs to happen uh, from the time we list the property to the time it goes under contract, including the negotiations. Uh, Once it goes under contract, then it goes to our our transaction manager and uh, there's also a transaction coordinator. The two of them handle uh, everything and, and take the client through the, the, in California we use escrows, through the escrow period uh, to the closing. And they handle, you know, the request for repair and negotiations and, and uh, everything that's involved with the, with the transaction. We have a, uh, let's see, right now we currently have two, two full-time ISAs and a five buyer agents and the buyer agents also lead generate as part of their accountability. Okay. And that's the team. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said, that's the team. We, um, it's a, it's a, it is a true team format. It's, it's more of an assembly line. Everyone has a specific job versus a bunch of agents doing their own business under our, our brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned you have a set of criteria you look for, and and, and you mentioned a couple bullet points. Do you, you know, I I know um, it's been my understanding. You know, Keller Williams is a big proponent of, of disc personality profile. Do you use disc at all when you're you're assessing whether or not someone would be a good fit and what their strengths and weaknesses are based on personality type at all? We do. We absolutely use. Uh, uh, different different behavioral and personality assessments, including the DISC. It helps us understand better who they are. Uh, it, you really don't understand who someone is until they've been with you for a while. This gives mm-hmm. us the ability to understand who they are before we make the decision to hire them. So, yep. yeah, we look at that. We look at their um, their history. We look at their, uh, you know, their, their life, you know, the, tra- the trajectory of, of their career. Um, we learn about their past and uh, how they've responded to uh, successes and how they've responded to adversities and and um, and then take that all into you know and obviously reference checking and those type of things uh, and we also want to determine whether we we feel that they are a, a true team player uh, and are going to excel um, as a team member uh, versus just an individual. And if they meet all that criteria, then and we have a, a need or an opening, then we're going to bring them on the team. That's awesome. Well, um, let's talk. And thanks for the background. Very, very good. So, any of you that are listening, that are considering growing a team, starting a team, um, you know, if you were to say, you know, one or two suggestions to to listeners on you know, what to do, or maybe more importantly, what not to do, Chris, um, what would you share to keep it simple, I guess, in a, you know, as far as suggestions and what to do and what not to do, maybe one or two points. Yeah. So specific to, to building a team, um, you know, my, my view has never been that, that the goal should be building a team. Now there's others that will, um, that will argue that, and, and their points are equally as valid. My view is always, 
as we do more business and the business grows and expands, then you bring people on to handle the business versus build it and they will come, meaning they, the, the, the clients. So mm-hmm. my, my view has always been, and my suggestion to, to agents has always been, look at focus on, on your, your, your core systems, focus on your lead generation, your lead follow-up, your presenting skills, uh, and, your, and, and getting deals done. As you have more clients and can't take care of them, that's when you start bringing people on to help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not to say if someone had, um, so if someone were brand new, that's absolutely what I'd recommend them. If they've, if they've been experienced and they say, hey, I, I do all those things relatively well and I want to grow faster, then you know, having a buyer's agent and an ISA and, and adding to the lead generation engine of the team and the uh, efficiency of the operations by having someone who's out showing the properties is a, is a great way to go. As, as far as don'ts, um, you know, just some general ones, don't ever hire out of pain. Uh, don't be... Uh, quick to hire and slow to fire. We've all heard that that saying before. Uh, some other don'ts would be um, don't hire someone unless you're prepared to train them for them to be successful. Huh. That's a great advice. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of work. A lot of energy. It is. Um, now the good news is if you hire the right people. And, and I mean someone who's very talented, uh, it doesn't take as much energy because they're going to be very proactive in, in wanting to succeed and wanting to learn themselves. Yeah, so, uh, you know, they've got to be hungry, right? They want to better themselves, their, their intrinsic motivation, right? I mean, th- these are characteristics, you know, to use a football analogy, you look for, you know, when I coach football, from a, a player, somebody that's an overachiever, they're, they're, they're hungry, they want to learn, they're like a sponge versus somebody that's defensive, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're to themselves, they don't want to help others. Is that fair to say? That's, that's, I think that's right on. Yeah. Hey there, it's Michael Lafito. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. If you are interested in signing up for our luxury listing specialist certification, or if you want additional information on how you can dominate selling higher-end homes in your marketplace, make sure you go to LuxuryListingSpecialist.com. Good. Very good tips and advice from... Uh from you there for anyone thinking of, you know, starting a team, building a team. Um, you know, we talk a lot about content, bring great knowledge to the marketplace, you know, um, content marketing for buyers, for sellers, how do you attract more high-end clients? And, and again, just a couple simple reminders, you know, everybody defines luxury differently, different brands define it differently. We're, we here at Luxury Listing Specialists and our certification, we define luxury as three times whatever the average sale price is for that given market. So, you know, in Rochester, New York, and Davenport, Iowa, and, you know, Canada, and certain part of Canada, or Florida, wherever it might be, wherever the listener is, is I define luxury as three times whatever your average sale price is. So, you know, in the San Diego market, um, out of curiosity, you know, not using my definition, but just your own, you know, 29 years in your marketplace, Chris, what would you define as luxury in in, in your marketplace there in San Diego? Well, I think, um, so if I'm going to be, 
general in the statement. I think your three times the average sales price is, is as good a as good a rule as any. In San Diego, our average sales price is, is approaching six hundred thousand. That means the one point eight million would be the luxury. Now, <clears throat> that being said, it varies from community to community, or, or you know, geography to geography. So, in certain parts of San Diego, a uh, million dollar property would absolutely be a luxury property. Um, in other parts of San Diego, a million dollar property would be uh, average. You know, and in those areas, a luxury property is going to be, you know, probably north $2 million. So it just depends on the area, but I think uh, I, I like your your definition of about three times average. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so would you say overall, going to speak in generalities here, but overall um, that 1.8 market um, in the San Diego market, is it a buyer's market, seller's market, or kind of neutral? It's, uh, it still tends to be a, um, a bit of a seller's market. You know, the, okay. the, leverage, the leverage pendulum is slightly to the seller's side. Okay. And what price point do you think it shifts over to the buyer's side in your market? You know, um, that's a great question. I, I was I was gonna say I don't know if it has anywhere, but if I really think about it, when you get up into the uh, north of five million dollars, I, I think that's softened up enough to where it's at the very least it's neutral, if not, you know, uh, more in the buyer's favor. Okay. And that's, you know, that's one of the purposes of, of this podcast. I believe in most marketplaces that that needle shifts from a seller's market to a buyer's market at some price point. Maybe it's 10 million in your market, but at some price point the 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 supply starts adding up or maybe there's not a lot of supply, but the demand definitely drops. And in those price points, whatever price point that be in your market, by the way, you need to know that for those listeners, you need to know what luxury starts at and you know what you need to know what price point it becomes a buyer's market because if you're sitting across the table with a potential seller or buyer for that matter and they're looking in a certain price point that is and they think maybe you're talking to a seller and he still thinks it's a seller's market multiple offers and he doesn't want to take care of all the little uh, repairs or the cosmetic things to to position the property more effectively if you can articulate to him, Mr. Seller, we are definitely in a buyer's market for your price point. So recently I was helping somebody in the Scottsdale market. They were trying to acquire a $6.5 million listing, and, and we basically coached them up so that when they went on the appointment, they knew their numbers inside and out because, again, it's our job to manage the expectations from the potential client before they even hire us because I feel like there's way too many agents in our industry that are, I don't want to say just unethical, but they, they tell sellers what they want to hear to get the book of business, and I be, believe that is unethical. I, I feel like we need to be transparent, and we don't need to tell people what they want to hear, but what they need to hear based on the research, based on the analytics, based on market research. So that, that that's very interesting. So you're thinking $5 million and above. It definitely is at least neutral, if not, you know, shifts over to maybe a buyer's market. So so I want to make a transition here a little bit. Um, we have... You know, another. You know, we got about another ten ten minutes left or so. One of the things that you and I talked a little bit about before we started recording, Chris, is you know, many agents will talk about 
you know, um, you know, inbound generation. So in other words, you know, some kind of direct response marketing, um, you know, to, to get the phone to ring, to get a, to get a text inquiry, to get an email. Um, we talked a little bit about, you know, outbound outreach. Um, if you wouldn't mind sharing with, with, um, you know, the group a little bit on, you know, one of the things that you guys do is, is the outbound outreach. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, some of the ways that, um, you guys are having success, you know, outbound lead generating. Yeah, I, I think the we've always, uh, since day one, since my first day in the business, have, have focused on outbound lead generation, you know, circle prospecting, calling around list, listings and sales, um, you know, being proactive with our database and calling into them, uh, prospecting for expired listings for sale by owners, uh, uh, prospecting bankruptcy attorneys, uh, probate attorneys, uh, prospecting to builders, prospecting to uh, assisted living facilities and retirement communities uh, for their referrals of people that are going to be moving in there that, that have a property to sell. So all those different things are uh, things that we're very proactive about, very systematic about in our, in our, our activities each day. So prospecting. So of course we're talking about luxury on this. If uh, you know we're, we're we're focusing on luxury, is there is there a nugget? Is there something looking back to your almost thirty years now in the industry that um, has stood out maybe on how you have been able to bring value and and maybe received you know some kind of uh, clientele through you know high net worth individuals that have you know bigger homes or are looking to purchase any anything from that outbound outbound um, that sticks out yeah there's two things one is expired uh, or luxury listings expire also so we're not shy about calling those uh, the other thing is that we've uh, with the attorneys that we contact for whether it's uh, family law attorneys who are handling divorces, bankruptcy attorneys, probate attorneys, uh, there's uh, we have a small network of of uh, wealth managers and money managers that we that we prospect to, and these are all people that come in contact or that have clients that that have luxury properties. Um, even some of the I mentioned earlier, some of the retirement communities and assisted living places. There are several high-end ones that the people moving in there uh, have luxury properties that, that they are or will need to be selling. So those are all areas that, that even in the luxury market, we've been able to be proactive with. Huh. Value ads. I mean, so what are some of the value ads you build in relationship with these these folks? I mean, I believe you lead with a giving hand. The best way to get referrals is give them, you know, bring value with content, education, uh, on market updates, buyers tips, seller tips. You know, are these right in line with kind of some of the value ads you're you're bringing to these relationships? Yeah. So on the. Um so if we take any one of them, let's say uh, an assisted living facility or, or a high-end retirement community, their business is to make sure that they stay full. And, uh, and they have people that come in, and a lot of times people that come in, what's stopping them from, from 
moving into that facility or into that neighborhood is the fact that they have a home to sell. The people that we're in contact with and that we've created relationships with know that they can refer us in confidence and that we will do a great job with their client and, and handle them like gold that will help them in, in with this group primarily more of a concierge type service, whether it's a state sale assistance, whether it's organizing, packing, moving. You know, we have a, a, a vendor a group that, that, will, that can really help someone who might be a little overwhelmed or at the age where they need assistance uh, to make it really easy. So it, it helps. We help the directors of these uh, communities provide a, a great service to their new clients uh, and it becomes a, a win-win-win situation. Mm-hmm. Well, bring in value, and, and I, I talk about, you know, whether it be San Diego, whether I'm speaking somewhere else, the most listened to radio station in any marketplace is WIIFM. What's in it for me? And so you need to know going into it what their ideal client looks like, what it is they're looking for, and how can you bring them more of those type of clientele, right? Bring value to them and um, do so in a... Uh, you know, in an unselfish way and in an ethical way and in a sincere way, and good things will happen. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's pretty good. That's how great around. businesses are, are made. I mean, you're, you're 100% right, Michael. Well, good. Um, any, anything that I, I, I should be asking you that I haven't asked you at this point, um, you know, maybe, maybe uh, tell me about 2017, a book that you recommend to anyone that's uh, – Listening, is there a book that stands out that um, really, you know, really jumps out at you that you maybe recommend or that you're reading? Oh gosh, I am. Um, I'm always reading and listening to to so many books. Um, there was one that I just came across that was, uh, or uh, that I know the gal who wrote it, and it's called, I believe it's called your unique value proposition. And I just thought of it, or I was reminded of it as you were just talking about value and, and providing value. Um, uh, it's a, a, a top, top agent in North Carolina and she um, wrote it and it's a, I think it's a really great read for anyone in our industry. Um, it's, it's your find, find your, yeah, find your unique value proposition. And the, the gal's name is Rowena Patton. Okay. I'm writing the, it down as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's great. That's great. Um, you know, some of our favorites, of course, are Darren Hardy's Compound Effect. Um, that's a great book. I'd be remiss to say if anyone out there, um, obviously based on this topic, our book is out, Luxury Listing Specialist. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, it's an it's a easy read, 186 pages. Um, there are some really good books out there, and I'm a big believer you know, you hang out with you hang out with with nine dead broke people, you're bound to be the tenth. Well, I believe if you hang out with nine overachievers, nine people that are successful, you're bound to be the tenth. So, iron sharpens iron, and that's why we put this podcast out there. So, um, I, you know, I, I really appreciate your time. As we wrap things up here, um, you know, obviously in the San Diego marketplace, if somebody's got a referral, 
somebody's got to out, you know, they're in Canada, they're in New York, wherever it is, they have somebody moving to that California, that San Diego marketplace. What, what's the best way, Chris, somebody can get a hold of you? Um, two ways. One is simply call uh, 800 800 2978. That's 1 800 800 2978. Or send an email, Chris at hellerthehomeseller.com. Chris at hellerthehomeseller.com. And that's also our website, hellerthehomeseller.com. Heller I love it. I love it. So just one more time, um, give them the, the phone number and the email. Uh, one eight hundred eight hundred two nine seven eight and Chris C H R I S at Heller the Home dot com. Well, you brought up a good point with this uh, Rowena's book, uh, Finding Your your Unique Selling Proposition. I believe we all have superpowers and uh, something you're really passionate about, you're really good at. And I always recommend to agents that they strengthen their superpower for sure. And um, because I believe today. Being the best is not good enough. Now you only, now you have to be the best and the only. So, you know, how do you, how do you position yourself as the only luxury, you know, authority in your marketplace? And again, my goal for anybody that goes, that reads our book, that comes to any of our certification classes, would be to help that agent increase their average transaction size by 30% over the next 12 months by adding some high-end and luxury properties to their sold portfolio. And, um, again, there's a lot of mindset problems. There's a lot of issues why many agents don't break into and let alone consistently sell high-end homes. And so if you want more information about our certification, you can go to LuxuryListingSpecialist.com, LuxuryListingSpecialist.com. It's not cheap. It's not for anybody. But if you're willing to work, you're willing to implement, then we want to help you. So, Again, my name is Michael Lafito. If you guys would think somebody would be a great fit for this podcast or you have any questions, please shoot us an email. Again, our email is michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup. For more information on our certification, go to luxurylistingspecials.com. And that brings us to another end to another podcast. Chris, I really appreciate your time. And, um, folks, remember, it's not the market. It's the marketing. Michael Lofito. And until next time, check us out on podcast, our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, or you can go to luxurylistingpodcast.com. Take care. Take care.